My name is Jeremy Devins and welcome to the Quiet Mind Yoga Podcast. I've been teaching yoga since 2011 and I've created this podcast so you can practice anytime, anywhere, hour-long classes, hatha, vinyasa, yin, and gentle yoga. To sustain this podcast, click the link in the show notes to become a supporter for as low as 99 cents a month or up to $9.99 a month. This helps me put out new shows every week so you can continue your practice. And if you want to keep in touch with me, visit quietmind.yoga where you can join the email list and hear about all the new classes and upcoming events. Thanks for listening. over to a child's pose. Start with knees apart, hips to heels, forehead towards the ground. Let your breath go down to the lower belly. So when you inhale, you feel a little expansion there at the lower belly. Exhale, a softening. You can make this more passive, letting your arms relax, or more active, pressing into the hands. So as we're in this transition, we want to make sure the digestive fire is strong. And they say in Ayurveda that all disease is really a measure of like how strong the digestive fire is. And it's called the Agni. And it's, you could consider it like our metabolism, but there's not really a direct corollary in Western medicine. Uh, but basically, it's sort of the digestive fire, uh, not just food, but also energetically, emotionally. Spiritually, it's like things that come through our body and we process and assimilate things. So we'll do some movements to focus on this area, the lower belly, to stoke that digestive fire and keep it strong. So let's come up to hands and knees and bring your blanket underneath your knees. We have some padding there. And we'll start a movement here from hands and knees where we go forward into a sort of cow pose, expanding the belly. Then as you exhale, you'll round in all the way back to child's pose. And let this movement really start at the lower belly. So there's, you know, everything else is moving too, but really feel the expansion of the lower belly and then the contraction pulling into the lower belly. Moving forward and back at your own pace here. As if your stomach is leading the movement and making the movement happen. Next time you come forward to hands and knees, stay there for a moment and extend the arms so you come down to Anahatasana, heart chakra pose. The hips stay over the knees and feel the lower belly expand even more here.
this is something I, I just noticed myself even before understanding Ayurveda was before I would get sick, every time before I'd get sick, I would have some sort of digestive issues like bloating or gas or something. Maybe just my stomach felt weird. And then after like a week or so of this, like these minor digestive issues, then the cold symptoms and the sickness. And I was always kind of aware, at least for my body, I can definitely feel that it starts with this agni, this digestive fire. So here, bring your left arm underneath, left shoulder towards the ground into a twist. Obviously, twists, expanding and contracting this area, it's going to do a lot to help physically. But in lifestyle throughout the day, you know, you can think of it as a literal fire. And, you know, when you put in things like ice cold liquids or like ice cold food, uh, obviously it's going to dampen a fire, right? So you want to keep that fire strong. Things like room temperature water, warm liquids, warm foods are all going to help keep that strong. Eating with a call of hunger is really important in Ayurveda, not just eating uh, because you should or because other people are, but eating when your body actually feels hungry is a really good way to keep that fire strong as well. Let's come back to center and to the other side. Holding, breathing here. And then we'll come back to center, hands and knees. So we'll do a movement here where we'll go from kneeling, reaching the arms up overhead, expanding this front of the belly area, and then exhaling all the way down to child's pose. Inhaling forward to cow pose, expanding the belly. Exhaling back to child's pose, contracting the belly. Inhale up to uh, kneeling here, extending the arm, and exhaling down to child's pose. So that'll be the movements going through those four movements. Cow pose on the inhale, child's pose on the exhale, moving from the belly, expanding, contracting the core, inhaling up to kneeling, arms up, exhaling down, child's pose. Inhale up to cow. Exhale back to child. Inhale up to kneeling. Exhale to child. So we'll do this one more time, the sequence. Inhale to cow. Exhale to child. Inhale up to kneeling, arms extend. And then here we'll bend the elbows and bring the hands down to the low back. 
So a, a sort of uh, Ustrasana camel pose. Make sure you feel solid on your support with the knees. Elbows towards each other as you lift the heart, opening the front of the belly. And then here, you could stay just like that, lifting the heart. That's plenty. You want a little more, tuck your toes. So your heels are up a little higher. And then you could reach one hand back to the heel, maybe the other hand to the heel. And if that doesn't work, just go back to the first version. The emphasis really on expanding the front of the belly, the ribs. We'll bring hands to low back and up to child's pose again. Relaxing the belly. Now I'm assuming you didn't eat a giant meal before you came here. So. <laughs> Generally not a good idea before yoga. Let's come back up. Hands and knees. One more time to Ustrasana, some version of camel. So you could have hands on low back, stay there, lifting the heart. Or you could tuck the toes, reach back for the heel. If that felt easy last time, if you want more, you could have the feet down, reach for the heels. And then we'll slowly come out the way you came in and back to child's pose. Breathing down to the lower belly, soft, relaxed breath. And from here, we'll come back to down dog. And you can bend one knee at a time, shift your weight into the heels. Now, if you think of like an actual dog, especially like a greyhound or something like that, when they're kind of stretching and their belly comes in really tight. We're going to do that kind of motion here in down dog. So holding the position, draw the belly in towards the spine and then slightly up towards the lungs. And you can feel there's a sort of contraction there happening. It's a little easier to access in down dog. This again to help sort of stoke that internal fire. And then from here, we'll let that relax and then look between the hands and walk forward to forward fold at the front of the mat. You can let your arms hang down, hold opposite elbows if you want. Look over any effort in your neck. Knees can be as bent or straight as feels natural for you.
Then we'll bring hands up the legs, the shins or thighs, lengthening halfway up. Keep a slight bend in the knees, extending the spine. And then even here, draw the belly in towards the spine and slightly up towards the lungs. And then let that relax in the belly, fold over the legs. Take your feet out wider apart, maybe even off the mat, like a pretty solid wide base. I realized this week, this could call this a sumo stance. <laughs> we all want to aspire to that. Uh, bring your hands to the thighs. And uh, we'll come into this sort of stance here. And you have your access to your belly here. It's a little bit harder than down dog, but still draw the belly in towards the spine and then up towards the ribs. You'll feel a contraction there you want to maintain as best you can, even as you're breathing, holding that contraction in towards the spine, up towards the ribs. And then we'll heel toe the feet back in and come up to stand and heel to reach your arms up. And exhale to bend the elbows here, heart opens, expanding that belly area. Hands come to the low back like we did in Ustrasana. Elbows towards each other, lifting the heart. And then back to neutral spine, standing here. Arms relaxed. And we'll have the, the feet just wherever they land naturally. You can adjust a little bit here to find a natural stance. Lift and spread the toes, relax the toes. Your legs can be internally or externally rotate. As you have the feet down, internally rotate the legs. So that creates an engagement of the thighs, even contracting the quads here, engage the glutes, draw the belly in, shoulders down the back. So very active standing or mountain pose, Tadasana. Arms active like you're reaching the hands away from you. And the top of the head as if you're reaching towards the ceiling. So even just standing here uh, can be a very engaged, active posture. You can even build heat just doing this. And from here, we'll bring hands to heart and reach the arms up. Exhale to fold all the way down. Inhale to lift halfway up. And exhale back to plank pose and we'll hold here, shoulders over wrist. Holding, breathing in plank. We'll stay here for a little longer than usual. If this hurts your wrist at all, you can make fists with your hands. But this is a really good example of like the kind of qualities to focus on making sure our balance this time of year. Stability, strength, and heat. And then we'll lower our knees down. 
can move your blanket if it's still there. Move the blanket to the side and we'll come all the way down to the belly. And bring your hands back, palms down beside the body. Lift just the head off the mat, then the hands off the ground, and then the legs off the ground in locust pose. Very similar to mountain pose, now engaging the whole body, the legs, the belly, the shoulders, back, arms, and the top of the head lifting slightly forward. So if you're trying to reach the crown of the head forward. Holding, breathing here, stable, warm, grounded. And then hands under shoulders, back to downward facing dog. And then down dog, we'll do a couple sort of pulses of that drawing in and up with the navel. So with your next exhale, on the end of the exhale, you'll hold the breath out, suspend it out, and pull in and up on the navel, contracting that digestive fire, engaging that digestive fire. And then you hold it for a couple seconds, and then release, and then you'll take a breath and do the same thing. So just holding that exhale out, drawing the navel in and up while you hold the breath out. And then you'll let that go. Look between the hands, walk forward to a forward fold at the front of your mat. As you inhale now, extend the spine. Exhale to fold, relaxing the belly. Bending the knees and roll all the way up to stand, reaching arms overhead as you inhale. Exhale to bend the elbows, heart lifts. And then here we'll interlace the hands behind the back. Keeping a length and lift in the heart as you fold at the waist. And bend your left knee, turn the left shoulder towards the left knee, right ribs open towards the ceiling. And then we'll switch sides, right shoulder towards right knee, left leg straight. And then to the center, still with the hands interlaced, but both legs straight now. And then we'll release the hands down to the floor. And here, grab your blocks and put them under the hands at the highest height. So we have an extension of the spine here, arms under shoulders, legs straight. Bend your left knee, keep the right leg straight. Shift way back towards your right hip a little bit. You'll feel the outer right leg stretching a bit. 
This can be really relieving for the low back and belly. And then left hand stays down, right hand comes to the low back, turning this more of a twist. Right ribs open towards the ceiling. If you feel good there, you could extend the right arm towards the ceiling as well. If that puts any stress or strain on the neck or shoulder though, just have it back at the low back. Lower the hand down, back to where we started, and bend the right knee, shift away towards the left hip a little bit, so you feel the outer left hip stretching. Left hand to the low back, open left lungs towards the ceiling. And you could stay just like that, pressing into the right hand, bending the right knee. Also extend the left arm here if you want. Then we'll lower the hand down, folding over the legs, bending the knees, kind of coming all the way down to the tail, the knees bent. And here we'll bring the hands behind the thighs as you lift the heart. And maybe you just lift the feet a little bit off the mat. Maybe legs come to 90 degrees into Navasana, some version of this. Maybe legs extend, maybe heart lifts. This is sometimes also called Agni Asana, so it's meant to help stimulate the Agni digestive fire in the, in the gut as well. So here you can have the arms out to the sides, palm face up, legs straight, gaze at the right big toe. Right? But any version of that along the way is still the same pose, just adding more challenge as you go. And then we'll hug the knees in and lower down to the back. Rock side to side, massaging the back. Going a little more into the outer hips here. Let's come to the center and cross the right ankle over the left thigh into a pigeon pose, holding hands behind the left thigh. Shoulders relaxed, but elbows can bend here to pull the knee in closer to deepen this if you want. Can move the ankles and toes here or stay still. And then we'll turn this into a supine uh, chair pose. So cross the right knee over the left knee. And you could stay just like that. Or you can also add now crossing the right arm under the left arm. Maybe you grab the shoulders or maybe you wrap the arms to grab the hands. just like eagle pose around the floor. This quality of containment, centering bringing energy into the center. A lot of animals you start to use this time of year to hibernate, to go within and sort of um, be in a safe, dark, quiet, safe space. But we just kind of do the same thing all year round without breaks. So we don't necessarily have that, even though we're also animals. We could use that sometimes. 
Uh, but we can do that in our practice. We can kind of find these little moments of containment, centering, drawing in. You know, uncross the arms and legs, hug the knees in, do rock side to side, massaging the back. Left ankle over right thigh, holding hands behind the thigh, shoulders relax. Supine pigeon. So this side might be a little different, but feeling it out here, maybe you bend the elbows to pull the knee in closer. Shoulder and neck stay relaxed. Again, you can move the ankles and toes if you want, or stay still. Sometimes cracking the joints this time of year can feel nice. It can be a way to release vata. Joints are associated with vata because they are so movable. And then from here, left knee over right knee, eagle legs, and then left arm under right arm, grabbing shoulders or wrapping the arms. Holding, breathing here. Unwrap everything, hug the knees in, do rock side to side, massaging the back. And then to the center, and lift the shoulders, start to extend the legs, eventually coming up to Navasana again, boat pose. Again, you can hold the knees, lift the heart, have the feet touch the floor, maybe Arms and legs extend. And then here, maybe no hands. You cross the legs, press into the feet, and rise up to stand. Finding mountain pose again, standing up here. Arms beside the body. Legs firm, toes relaxed. Eyes can be closed or just softly resting on a single point. And then here we'll bring hands to the heart as you bend the knees into a chair pose. Surely you didn't think we were just going to do eagle pose on the floor have to do it standing as well. We have to bring the left knee over the right knee here. And you could stay just like that, eagle legs, and then left arm under right, either grabbing the shoulders or wrapping to grab the hands. If you're a little wobbly, sometimes bending the standing knee can help. It gives you a little more weight down.
Feel this sort of center line of the body, the grounding like we've had in Tadasana. And then we'll unwrap everything and come back up to stand. Inhale to reach the arms up. Exhale the hands to the heart, back to mountain pose, arms beside the body. Legs firm and engaged, glutes engaged, belly, back, arms. And then here, bend the knees, chair pose, hands to heart. Right knee over left. Stay here or right arm under left. Grab shoulders or wrap the arm. Stay rooted through the ball and heel of the foot. And bend deeper into the knee if you feel a little wobbly. Unwrap everything, come up to stand, inhale to reach up. <coughs> Exhale the hands to the heart. Now here again, arms beside the body, mountain pose. Finding that stability and lifting of the heart and arms engaged, legs engaged. Just shift your weight into your right foot and lift the left foot back. So maybe you just come into sort of leaning towards warrior three or maybe eventually all the way to a warrior three. Parallel to the floor. You can use your blocks here to help you balance. You can bring hands to heart if that helps you balance. And it's okay if your left toe is pointing a little out to the left. That's natural for most people. But your body is mostly engaged like mountain pose, but just adding this balancing element. And then we'll lower the hands to the blocks, lifting the back leg, folding over the front leg. We'll keep the back leg lifting the same way it is, but move your blocks over to your right. So you'll feel a different stretch, probably on the outer right hip. Which again is a really important area to, to keep open, strong, and flexible to support the back and the belly. We'll bring the hands back to center where we started and lower the left leg. Just noticing left and right. Maybe the right leg feels a little heavier, a little longer. And find length in the spine, inhaling here. Exhale to fold here. Inhale to reach all the way up, arms overhead. And exhale, hands to heart. And back to mountain pose, active and engaged. Lean into your left foot. And then reach the right leg back, maybe just a little bit, maybe all the way to warrior three. Again, you can use your blocks here. You can just go halfway there. Maintaining that engagement like uh, mountain pose as best you can throughout the back of the body, thigh, belly.
And then lower the hands to the blocks, standing splits, lifting the back leg. Hold and breathe here. We'll bring the blocks to the left, hands on the blocks. So you feel a different stretch, maybe in the outer left hip. And then back to center. And lower the right foot to meet the left. Comparing, noticing maybe the left leg feels a little longer, a little heavier. And then we'll turn out to your left into a wide stance. Hands on the blocks in this wide stance. Keep your left hand on the block, right hand on the low back as you open right ribs towards the ceiling in a twist. Right arm could extend here. And then we'll switch sides, right hand down on the block. Left hand, the low back, open the ribs first, then let the left arm extend from there. And we'll come back to center. And we'll take the blocks one step lower to the middle height. We'll do the same thing now, left hand on the left block. Right hand to low back, open right ribs, and extend the right arm, maybe. And then we'll come back down. Right hand stays on the block, left hand to low back, open from the ribs, and extend the arm. And back down to center. Now take the blocks to the lowest height. Left hand stays on the block, right hand to low back, open the ribs, maybe extend the arm. Back down, other side, same thing. And the arm after you've opened the ribs. Back to center. Now, if you can, no blocks. If that doesn't work, just go back to that block on the floor. Left hand stays down, right hand to low back, open the ribs, right arm extend, switch, right hand down, left side opens, and back down, then walk your hands back, so fingertips more in line with the toe tips. And the hands touching the floor, if that doesn't work, you can use the blocks or have the hands forward. Keeping a length in the spine, bending the elbows to fold in over the legs. Shift weight a little bit forward towards the toes. Letting gravity sort of pull the body down into the forward fold. Again, feel free to use your blocks if that feels uncomfortable that way, just as you need to.
And then we'll bring the hands back to that starting position under the shoulders. Heel toe your feet in a couple of times to Malasana, low squatting position. So the knees are out apart. Heels are down and the tail lowers. If for any reason that doesn't work, you could have a block under your tail as well. And then hands together at the heart. Long spine here. And then let the back round like a child's pose and wrap the arms around the legs, fingers pointing back. Let the head release towards gravity as if you're in a child's pose here. And we'll bring the hands back in front of you and remove the block if you had one and lower the hands behind you to come down to the tail. Turn towards the front of the mat with feet together, knees apart, Baddha Konasana. If this is too much, you can always scoot your feet further forward and always increase intensity by scooting your feet in closer to the groin. Your hands can be on the feet, massaging, Pressing if that feels good, and you could stay upright like this, or you could start to keep the spine extended as you hinge forward to fold in. And again, you could let the back round like child's pose here. And you could crack your toes if you want. Keep harping on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When I started yoga, like the first eight months, every day is just like popcorn. Doesn't happen as much now. Yeah. Now start to sit upright. Keep your uh, left foot in. Extend the right leg forward. Extending the spine, feel your sit bone on the floor so you feel where the hamstrings start and press through the heel of the foot to extend that. If that doesn't work, you can have a little bend in the knee too. Otherwise now, hands frame the leg, folding forward over the leg. Leg straight if you can, but bent if you need to. And we're not really, I'm not so worried about range of motion here, more of the energetic, especially towards the end of the class here. You want to just bend your knee so your forehead can touch the knee. Sometimes that can feel really soothing and grounding. <coughs> we'll start to come back up. The disease prevention is working, I guess. <laughs> if you need water, you can get some water. Uh, so other side, same thing. Feel your sit bone on the floor. Extend the heel. Extend the spine. And again, you can bend the knee or straighten the knee to fold in.
and start to come back up. And both legs extend, starting with both knees bent, your legs together or just a little bit apart, finding a lift and length in the spine, almost like a Navasana boat pose to start. But now we start to bring the belly to the thighs and maybe scoot the heels forward. You can kind of inch your way down into this if you want. Stop anywhere that feels right for you. Again, you could have head to the knees. It's any version of Paschimottanasana folding in. Not worried so much about range of motion, it's more of the soothing, calming effect. Forward folds tend to simulate the parasympathetic nervous system. Rest in digest mode. Brings our spine into the primary curve of the spine, which is the first thing that develops as a baby. So there's a sort of coming home, coming back quality to this kind of forward fold. Come back up. So since a few of you are coughing, that's uh, considered like a kapha, or it's kapha is the um, earth element. And when you have cough and the rep respiratory stuff, that's kapha. So that um, you want to balance it out with eating things like uh, spicy foods can help with that. Um, obviously liquids like water can be really helpful. But these sort of like things that heat the internal belly again. So we'll come into one more of these uh, navasana here. So lifting the heart, lifting the feet a little bit or a lot. Some version of this here, holding. Gaze at the right big toe. It's a good example of like a first symptom of a disease, like, oh, it's just a little cough, whatever, but you know, if you catch it early, then it can prevent the uh, prevent it from getting worse. And then from here, we'll keep pretty much the same shape, but go down to your low back, Ardha Navasana, low boat pose. If that's too much, you could lower a foot. Otherwise, holding, breathing here. Knees can bend if you need to, if it hurts your low back. And then we'll hug the knees in, keeping the shoulders, head lifting just a little bit longer here. And then extend out as you inhale, low boat pose. Exhale to hug in. Inhale, extend out from the belly. Exhale, hug into the belly. Inhale, extend out from the belly. Exhale, hug into the belly. And one more time, inhale, extend out from the belly. And hold and breathe here. Maybe you can feel the body's a little warmer. And then we'll bring the knees in and rock side to side, massaging the back. Bring the knees to the left. Simple twist. Arms open into a T or a goalpost. And turn the head away from the knees.
And back to center, the other side. And back to center, knees in, and we'll bring the knees to the center, one hand on each knee as you inhale, press the knees away, expanding the belly. As you exhale, pull the knees in, contracting the belly. And we'll just do that movement a few times and let your arms just relax now and let the belly do the work. Feel the core drawing in and then expanding. Not forcing it, but definitely there is a contraction of the core here. So you feel some work happening, stoking that fire in the belly. And we'll let the legs all the way down to the floor. We'll do a little pranayama breathing practice here. And <laughs> those of you with uh, respiratory things going on, you could come up onto, uh, like have your bolster underneath you so you can be at more of an incline, less of a flat position if you want. Or you could even sit up like meditation for this. And it might um, break some stuff up, so you might cough a little bit. Don't suppress any natural urges of the body, so if you need to cough, whatever, it's fine. But we'll bring the, uh, the thumb and the middle finger to touch on each hand. So that's the Agni Mudra. The tip of the thumb, tip of the middle finger, maintaining a steady pressure, not too firm, not too soft. And then we'll uh, practice a Kapalabhati breathing. So it's like a sort of a pushing out of the breath on the exhale, and your belly sort of sharply pulls in. And then kind of a passive inhale. So it, it sounds like... <laughs> bless you. <laughs> doesn't sound like that. But sounds like... <laughs> it doesn't need to be fast or slow, just kind of whatever feels natural. If it starts to feel like aggravating or spacey, just you know, adjust as you need to. But it should feel like um, so gentle sort of pumping kind of motion of the belly, stoking the fire there. So when you're ready, you'll inhale through the nose and exhale through the mouth. Inhale through the nose to begin, all through the nose. Continue at your own pace just like that.
Last couple of rounds. And then together we'll take a big inhale through the nose. Exhale through the mouth. Relax, normal breathing again. And make any adjustments you need to come into our Shavasana, our final resting pose. So you could have a bolster under the knees or anything else that feels comfortable for you. The belly, just be relaxed now. As you become still, you may even feel the pulse in your belly. Notice any sensations you feel there, maybe soft, heavy.
Begin to move the fingers and toes, hands and feet, wrists and ankles, arms and legs. Eventually coming over to one side. And then back up to sitting. We'll close our practice the way we started with the hands together at the heart. Allowing the mind to the heart and to each other. Thank you for practicing today. Namaste.